Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz and Chronicle Sports Reporter Josh Kirschenbaum. And fellas, are we are we in the end game yet? Can we say that? We're always in the end game. We've been in the end game for weeks. I don't think it's a long end game. Understand what the end game really. The end entails. game is like do or die, win or go home. It's been that way for a while. I guess if you lose, then it was your end game, wasn't yeah. it? It's been the end game for a lot of teams that yeah, we will for, get into for several weeks now. Uh, what uh, before we run through our our game by game recap of the state playoffs? Do you guys have any teams that are no longer playing that you want to say something nice about? Will we not get into that when we recap the playoffs? Yeah, we are. I didn't really think this part through. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Here we go. Uh, 21 the, guns. Let's do it. <laughs> in the, I, I see you've got your hand dangerously close to the soundboard. <laughs> He's ready. His fingers are twitching over I there. Know. Can't stop moving. <laughs> All right. We'll start with the two-way playoffs. WF West 29, Efreda 28. First round of state. It's a doozy. Bearcats' first win in a state playoff game since 2011. That was the year they made the state semifinals, I believe. I think they lost to Linden. Yeah, it was the only time they've ever made the semifinals before, so they've got to crack at that again this week. What a a magical year that was. Uh, WFS was... was, Bar Mitzvah? What? Was that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was was the year the Bearcats blossomed as lovers. Uh, Two-seed WF West was down 28-21 to 15-seed Efreda in the fourth quarter and on the two-yard line. Tucker Land ran it in to tie things up, and then they went for two and ran the same play, and they got it. So you'd love to love to see that. Tucker Land had 105 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Gavin Fugate hit 14 of 27 passes for 149 yards and threw a touchdown to Gage Brumfield. And, uh, yeah, were you, were you guys at this one? What happened? I was, yeah. And? Yeah. What I mean, everything you said happened. Well, I should hope so. <laughs> Alec can't story. remember anything else. It sounds like I did a good job writing this gamer because uh, you weren't there and you just kind of described it. Yeah, it was just a slog. Efreda uh, looked super hungry. You know, I think the trek was what, that's a six-hour drive for them or something like that. So mm-hmm. they got in and kind of took it to the Bearcats for a while and it needed a kind of a ballsy call from Dan Hill to... So got that one out, and they did. I I love going for it, uh, going for two. I like it. They very decisively scored the touchdown. Like, it was fourth and two after, like, a snap exchange issue, and then they ran a pitch to land to the right, and he, like, walked in, and I think Dan Hill was just like, screw it, I'm going to do the same exact (laughs) thing. And they did, and he walked in again, and it was like, I mean, you just cannot argue with that. So why don't they just make the the whole plane out of that stuff? (laughs) Why were we calling any other play for the first four quarters? Run this until it stops working. Yeah, I agree. It's a fantastic call. Uh, Good good for the Bearcats. Any other thoughts on WFS thus far? Uh, They probably need to play a little bit better if they want to win this week. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Dan Hill this morning or last night about it, and he honestly didn't sound too unhappy with the way he played. He made it sound like they played a decent game and just had a couple untimely turnovers. He was he spoke very highly of Afreda. He even heading into the week, like it wasn't just a oh we barely beat them. They're they're better than a 15 seed. Like heading into the game last week, he said this is a team that is looks way better than a the normal 15 seed, and they were taking them seriously. So, all right. Uh, elsewhere on the two A bracket, number ten Cedra Woolies 
30. Number seven, Tumwater, 22. The earliest postseason exit by a Tumwater team in over 10 years. And fellas, is Bill Beatty on the hot seat? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> Cedro Woolley was up 30 to 7 in the first half. Uh, Carlos Matheny ran for 100 yards for Tumwater, and Alex Overbay ran in one touchdown and threw for another. But uh, yeah, that's that, that's an upset. I think Tumwater was looked at as maybe misseeded a little bit at seven. I know we I, I, the vibe I got from you guys was that maybe they should be higher than that, but it turns out maybe not. Well, I think both of those teams were pretty underseeded. Yeah, like you looked at that Cedro Woolley team, who's lost two games to Linden and Anacortes. Mm-hmm. And that Linden loss was, I think, a three-point loss. Like these were two two teams that could have definitely been top five seeds okay. that somehow drew a first-round matchup against each other. I think it's a weird year for Tumwater. Like, yeah. obviously, the result speaks to itself. I mean, but it's I mean it's Tumwater year, and you go nine and two, and that's a down year. To yeah. with losses to the best WFS team in a decade and a very good Cedro Woolley team. It's going to be interesting for them. I mean, they didn't have a ton of seniors this year. They were replacing a lot, but those seniors that they did have were really important. You looked at some key pieces on the line that never really got to play a full season together and they struggled. They're going to have to replace their quarterback. They've got a lot of sophomores that are going to be juniors next year. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. All right. And finally, the other local game on the two, a bracket black Hills run comes to an end against Linden. 54-7. 54-7. Black Hills was, of course, the 16th seed. Linda, the number one. Travis Carson had a 24-yard touchdown for Black Hills in the second half. They finished the season at... Did they finish 7-4? Yeah. I thought they were 1-8. They won last one, year? Yeah, they were 1-8 oh, last year. Oh, for God's sakes. You're, you're misleading headlines. It's not misleading. 1-8 to state. God. That's what they said. That was like their chant. I read just the headline and thought they were 1-8 at some point oh, yeah. this year. You, you know are what? part of the problem. I, I absolutely am. Someone needs to teach media literacy. Uh, you're right. I would take it. Uh, Brant no, Hepner. No. <laughs> Brant Hepner passed for two touchdowns and ran one in for Linden. And Lane Hiringa had two rushing touchdowns. Do you guys want to say something nice about Tumwater or Black Hills? I mean, also we're bidding them goodbye. I'll say it again. I think Black Hills season hell of a season from Buck Hills. If you look at where that program was last year uh, and to get it, to get that turnaround in a year, like I think it was striking to me how many of the coaches we cover who are like, you talk to them and they're like, Oh, we're not really that good. Oh, we could be better. We're imperfect. There's so many things we could do better. And talking to Garrett Baldwin from day one, he's like, no, we can be a good football team. Like just cause we were one and eight last year, we have the guys turned around and I think that confidence really sparked them into having a pretty darn good season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess speaking for Tumwater, I think just like what, what Josh alluded to is like, there's such a program that this is considered a down year for them. That's, you know, I mean, that, that speaks to it in of itself. They're yeah. a very competent football program with, uh, um, I'm sure they will be plenty motivated next season. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I would not count out that football team anytime soon, obviously. Yeah, Tumwater has a long record of, uh, you know, excellence. You know who else has a long record of excellence? Oh, jeez. Our friends at Goble Septic Service. You call them when you're too cold, right? I- <laughs> Did we you have the this- internet now. Oh, damn. <laughs> this family-owned and operated company has been in service since 1979, serving Thurston County, Lewis County, Mason County, Cowlitz County, and Grace Harbor County. 
Their customer satisfaction has been the key to their successful relationship with the local and regional communities. Global Septic is your trusted resource for all things septic. If you want to learn more, you can visit GoBelSeptic.com, G-O-E-B-E-L, septic.com, or give them a call at 360-736-2167. Moving on to the 1As, Mountain Baker 37, Tenino 26. This was another 7-10 matchup. Tenino was the 7 seed. The Beavers lost 1A Evergreen MVP Dylan Spicer pretty early, first drive. Yeah. Uh, he had a recently injured knee that got banged up. He missed the rest of the game. Cody Strawn threw for one touchdown, ran in another one, and then Kais Knox had an interception and a touchdown. The Beavers finished the season 9-2. and two. Uh, Overachieve, underachieve, do what they thought they'd do. Thoughts? Yeah, I think with uh, just the prevailing message was, I mean, Aaron, you obviously you've been around, you know, this county and South Thurston County for a long time, and uh, a Tenino team that went took two straight trips to state, won a game at state a year ago, mm-hmm. and is feeling disappointed. Uh, if if someone would if I would have told you that five years ago, yeah, I'm, Tenino goes I'm nine sure and two you would have been not shocked. happy with it. I would have, yeah. It's it's they've really turned things around. Kerry Nagel's been there for I, five, six, seven years, something like that. Sixth or seventh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's they started a little rocky early in his tenure, and they're they've built themselves into the program. I think they aspire to be. I'm sure they'd like to go a little further, but you know, there's next year. There's the future. I think that, and again, it just speaks volumes. The fact that they're disappointed about a result like this just speaks to the changed expectations that were there. So I don't think they over or underachieved. I think they probably finished right about you know where I expected them to be. I think we talked about this on last week's podcast one a from even from one to 10 is just a crap shoot yeah one to 12 because you saw the 12 seed upset the five and the 11 seed upset oh, we'll get to that don't so worry. but that's what i mean it's just like it's it's a crap shoot and baker was coming in as the hottest team in the state i i still think they are they looked really really good i mean they could make a run to win the whole thing i would not be surprised at all um, and Tonino just, um, you know, it's hard to tell, but, you know, losing your, your MVP at the very beginning of the game. I mean, certainly they're not going to be making a bunch of excuses about that, but, uh, you know, I do think Dylan Spicer probably makes a big difference in that game, especially defensively, even more than offensively mm-hmm. they had a hard time containing, um, outside runs and they got beat in a couple pass plays. So, uh, but good season for the Beavers, um, uh, there, it's been fun kind of watching them grow from this team that, you know, was aspiring to be like this. Cause entering last year, I remember Takar Hickel said, you know, we want to be a program that's like not scared of those big games anymore. And you know, we're not being intimidated. And then, you know, to beat Montesano in back to back years and who knows how long they've done that. Mm-hmm. You probably couldn't even recall. I, I could not know. Um, make state back to back years. They want to, co-league championship this year they've had the league mvp the past two years um yeah got to be proud of of where the seniors left that program how uh how were they set for seniors this year is it uh a, they lot, got a lot of, of underclassmen playing or no a lot of seniors big senior okay. class um Kerry nagel insists that he has a, a good young group coming up mm-hmm. um you know and i think the good thing is that their system is is their core is there right they know what they want to do other youth football leagues probably know what they're getting into where, yeah. you know, previously they didn't really. So, 
Um, I think now that that system's in place, we'll, we'll see what they look like next year. Um, I wasn't surprised they were this good this year. I think some people probably were mm-hmm. that they kept it up, but, uh, um, the real test will be, yeah, once you lose like all of your backfield instead of just Takara Hickle and you lose like three starters on the defensive line and two linebackers. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they look like in the future. All right, moving on to the two Bs on Alaska 30, Coopville 14. This was Saturday in Oak Harbor. You Upset. Guys were, you guys were both there, right? You went up to Oak Harbor, took the ferry, you no. know? Someone asked me if I was going. Josh, you didn't uh, want to just take the ferry over from your, your summer home in Seattle? No. Come on, you know he was at the the summer uh, home Palm, in Yakima, Palm Springs of Washington. <laughs> right, right. Your your summer home just outside Yakima in yeah. uh, like Natchez or whatever. Uh, Alaska thirty, Coopville fourteen. Rodrigo Rodriguez ran for eighty yards and three touchdowns. Case McGraw had a pick six in the fourth quarter. I think that kind of wrapped things up. Yep. You think it says that on the notes? Yeah, it does. It kind of wrapped things up. You know, I can't remember reading this hard. Yeah, well, you know, I read it a long time ago <laughs> this morning. Anyway, the loggers were the 10 seed. Coopville was the 7 seed. In all three brackets, we're worried about the 10 seed beat the 7 seed. And look at Ani. Hot seat? Seating committee? No. All right. The loggers have only one senior on the roster, too, and they are in good shape. Uh, Maz talked about the great defensive effort in the story, which I read. Uh, but Which Coopville, I wrote. Coopville did have. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, there he is. That's a long one. I know. Coopville did have 309 yards of offense and only two touchdowns. So a little bit of a, you know, maybe a bend not break situation there. Some key turnovers. That's the thing that's been plugging Ani usually all year, right? They usually have a long ton drives of, and long then drives that one mental get stalled out. So yeah. good to see them do that to somebody else. Flip the script. Yeah. I think they were kind of licking their chops against a team that hadn't been in the state playoffs in two decades and somehow drew a seven seed. Right. And, and was hosting, uh, you know, not perennial powerhouse, but a very recent powerhouse. Well, Cookville um, did come in with a seven and one record. And with two wins over LaConnor. And yeah, I think we talked about this. They yeah. beat like Sultan, La Jolla, Friday Harbor. Yeah. Not, uh, they weren't playing, you know, the Alabamas of the two Bs. They weren't playing no Adna, that's for sure. No. Well, Kayakum. <laughs> they did not have to go to Kathlamet. They did not. They didn't they play didn't, the old Wacos. The... They didn't even go to Stevenson. I yeah, mean, come on. Ani went to Stevenson. Yeah, you know Ani did. They went to Stevenson, Oroville. They'd go anywhere for a game. Please, <laughs> just play us. Four quarters. All right, and then number five, Toledo, 48. Number 12, Kittitas, 21. This was down at Kelso. Toledo scored 28 straight in the first half to take control. Jeffrey Glass had 155 yards and three touchdowns on 25 carries. Ethan Carver had two first-half touchdowns for 49 yards. Uh, and Zane Ran- Ranny? Rainy? Zane Ranny? I think it's Rainy. I don't know for sure. Well, either way, Sorry, he Ranny for 63 yards. <laughs> Quarterback Austin Norris, 61 yards and a score. He also threw a touchdown pass. Toledo. Yeah, baby. Looking Always. pretty good. <laughs> Shocker. Toledo's figuring it out in November. <laughs> uh, yeah. Toledo looking looking pretty good. Anything I missed on that one? No. Uh, Kittitas had uh, their quarterback was like the one focal point like everybody talked about. I think his name was Rosebach or something. Josh Roshback. Roshback. Roshback, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really, really worried about him. They brought in Wyatt Neff to be their fake him mm-hmm. on scout team. I think I think it was their first drive. He uncorked like a seventy-yard touchdown pass. So they actually took like an early seven-nothing lead, and then Toledo just hit a stride offensively and 
salted it away. And Mike Christian said they, you know, he would have taken the bye, but this was momentum and they got out of it without anybody getting hurt. So they're feeling good as they go back across the mountains for the 20th time in the past two years, it seems like. All right. Uh, I've got a few notes on the brackets to discuss. In the two A's, uh, the only upset was Cedra Woolley, the 10 seed beating Tumwater. Mm-hmm. The closest game thus far in the two A's, WFS Freda, one point game. Yeah. Only Worry one point some game. for District 4. Yeah. So, WF- they are the last District 4 team, aren't they? There's, is there anybody else still in it? Black Hills lost. Who got Shugal? Who did Washugal? Washugal in it? They lost to Highline. Okay. Then, yeah. Uh, what about the top seed from the. JCHL. Oh, that was Walshugel. That was Walshugel. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah Walshugel no. did lose to Highline 30-27. to 27. So WFS, the lone, the lone representative. Okay. Whereas, they, didn't, they didn't perform where, all that great. Whereas, the, what is it, the Northwest out in District 1 had three teams, and all of them won handily. Four teams. Linden, uh, Anacortes. Anacortes. I think only Cedro. three. Yeah. All right. The, Are any of them playing each other this week? Uh, Anacortes, North Kitsap, Cedar Rolly, WF West, Othello, Enumclaw, and Highline, Linden. Yeah, you're going to get three District 1 teams. You have the possibility if, if Cedro can pull that another North, offset. That North yeah. Kitsap, Anacortes game is going to be interesting, too. Yeah. And the 1A bracket, the 11 seed, Cashmere upset number 6, La Center. Chaos. The number 10, Mount Baker upset number 7, Tenino. Number More 12, chaos. Freeman upset number 5, Kings. And Montesano, the 8th seed, held on for a 24-22 win over number 9 at Toppenish, which was the closest game of the first round. So also, yikes, District 4. Yeah. Well, two teams a, won. Monty and Edenville. Yeah. That's what you want. I mean. Two losses and a, clo- and a close win. Yeah. Well, you get two wins two losses, and one of them was close in the 8-9 matchup. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Edenville won pretty handily. Yeah, the 5-6-7 matchups, all, or like those those seeds all losing, like those are the those are your middle seeds. You just kind of jumble teams it, up and get good matchups. It's it also like a did. fairly chaotic year oh, it's in 1A. So I'm, like, I'm not surprised Freeman won. Their quarterback is a stud, Bone Phelps. I mean, he tore apart to 9 last year. What's I, his name? Bone Phelps. Hell yeah. I thought you said Bone Thugs, and I was like, hell no, yeah. Bone, bone Phelps. Bone Bones up. No, he's he's a stud. That dude is a dude. Like he's he's good. I'm not surprised they won. All right, and then the two B bracket, the only first round upset. Number ten, Ani beating number seven, Coopville. In air quotes. Yeah, in I air guess quotes, there were only four there first were four round games. games as well. Yeah, sounds like the two Bs. Yeah, no close games in District Four, winning. Yeah. I think the Kupalani game was close for a bit before Ani kind of pulled away. How much did RSB win by? Raymond South Bend won 22 to 7. Pretty handily. Low scoring, but handily. Yeah, they were all two touchdown games at least. Liberty Spangle beat Riverview 28 14. Toledo, of course, blew out Kittitas. And then, yeah, Ani there. So uh, in the 1Bs, the committee did a phenomenal job. There was not a single first round upset. And number eight, Nacell, destroyed number nine, Almira Cooley Hartline, 64 to six. That felt good for them. Yeah, I bet they enjoyed that. Yeah, now they get to play Odessa, right? Yep. And that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that Nacell game also the closest 1B game? <laughs> no, the closest 1B game was number seven, Welpinit, beating number 10, Pomeroy, 26 to 22. Okay. What is it with these low scoring eight man games? I like it. Well, they weren't all. Give me low some scoring. defense. 
defense in an eight man game. I think defense, defense in an eight man game is just say with such passes. scorn. I mean, I say it was scoring too. <laughs> DeSalle won with 54 points. Uh, Liberty Bell won with 62 points. And Nacell won with 64 points. So these aren't like super low scoring. Uh, well, how are you guys setting for furniture? Who wants to talk about their, their home life? It's I'm I'm looking. Alec, you, okay. you sat down to watch the Northman today. I yesterday last yesterday. night. Yeah. What what were you sitting on? You got a nice living room set. It's a it's a futon couch. It doubles as like a crappy bed. Uh, it is a very visit. crappy bed. I have. I can, yeah. It's not great. I can attest to that. It was cheap. <laughs> it works. Well, you know where you'll find something better to sit on while you watch the Northman, or maybe another uh, Americool heating and your, cooling. <laughs> Another piece of your beautiful physical media collection, Elam's Home Furnishings and oh, Mattress Gallery. Uh, physical media collection. Yeah, you know you've got like like the Steelbook set, don't you? No, I watched on Amazon Prime. Oh, sure, whatever. I have uh, whatever. You know what you need? I'm is not trying a to interrupt this. Laden two piece sectional. Yeah. Signature designed by Ashley. Look at this thing. It's Ashley. like black leather. Nice. Ashley who? Ashley, Just Ashley Furniture Company. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> low, low price of $1,229. You could fit all your friends on this thing. You could have Josh over. You guys could, you know, you could each have like one section of the sectional. <laughs> yeah. Just hang out, watch Josh's favorite movie. The UW working game. <laughs> yeah. The UW film. <laughs> <Bell. laughs> Anyway, if you too need a like nice big couch for for you and your buddies, visit Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery at fifteen thirty South Gold Street in Australia. You can uh, check them out online elamshf.com or give them a call eight zero seven one two one one. How about some other sports going on? What's what's happening there? How's soccer? There's only one team left. Tumwater. They're how's, playing in how's the Tumwater doing? They're playing in the semis against River in a District 4 title game rematch. It's the semis. So. It's the first time Tumwater's ever made the semifinals, which I was a little surprised to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. They've looked pretty good. I think they their first round game, who was that against? Sammamish. They, Sammamish scored, they scored. It was like 5-2 to two or Yeah, something. they scored two girls, goals early this time. Uh, 3-0 shut out over 3-0. It, it took a little bit of time, but they just warmed down. Brett Bartlett said they were making uh, making Linden's wingers cry with how hard they were running. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he said. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so Tomar is the only team left alive in soccer. Both Adna and Onalaska were the only other teams we had that made state in Tubi, and both of them got knocked out in the first round. Ani, in particularly excruciating fashion. Tell me more. I sent the video in the Slack. Did you not see it? Yes, but this is a podcast. Yeah, it was Alec. a small grainy video, and it was on Slack. Like <clears throat> you got to watch it because I mean, it's tough. What what happened? <sighs> Stop. Go you, for it. How do I even describe? They lost this? one nothing to Highland, right? Yeah, so they, they lost on a golden goal in overtime, which is sudden death. And uh-huh. basically, they like cleared a ball, and it went back to probably one of the. Um, they played high lind, not high line, high lind. And I think probably one of the midfielders like sent it back into the box and another Highland player like kicked it towards the goal as hard as she could, made contact with an Ani player's head. Ouch. So it bounced that Ani defender went down and it bounced back right to the foot of another Highland player who kicked it in for the game winner. Well, like everybody was looking at the girl who had just gotten Belted. bashed in the head. Yes. Uh, uh, was the girl okay? 
She got up. I mean, she got an assist. <laughs> wow, that's, that's harsh. Anyway, tough, so tough <laughs> loss for Ronnie. Adna lost. They gave up a goal in like the I think the twenty fifth minute to Tenasket. Yeah, one nothing. Okay. Was Ani mad? Like I know. It is kind of like a, a new thing. Like referees, like when somebody gets hit in the head, you are supposed to like make sure they're all right. Like that's the one thing you can stop the game for. Yeah, I I don't know. It probably all happens so fast that yeah. you can't like stop the game. Especially because I mean, like looking at that video, I think the Alaska goalkeeper like didn't even. It looked like she didn't really realize that somebody was shooting at her because I think like, she did late and she kind of yeah. made a jump attempt, but it was it was they like were oh my teammate like, is frazzled. on the ground. Yeah, like right in front of me. So anyway, yeah, tough, very tough loss to lose like that in overtime. For Ani, and then yeah, Adna gave up a minute or a, a goal in the 26th minute, and uh, and just couldn't get on the on the board to even it up or take the lead. That's kind of plagued them against some of the better teams. Um, so, but good seasons for them. I think not many people expected either Ani or Adna to be in this position again this year. Uh, Ani replaced pretty much their entire team except for Brooklyn Sandridge, and she kind of. Willed them as the lone senior on the team. Yeah, uh, to that first round game, um, she really improved over the course of this year. I think the one nice thing I'd really say about Ani is is Brooklyn Sandridge. You could tell that she put in time, and I think she's with the um, the Twin Cities United club teams, um, and she really improved a lot this year. She beat a lot of teams with just her speed last year, but you could tell her just her. Her footwork and um, her crosses were really on point. She was much improved. Um, And then Adna, you know, they also lost a bunch of seniors from the state runner-up season a year ago, but came back and uh, won league and got a league MVP in Carly Von Moose and uh, finished his district runners-up again and, and, you know, just lost in the first round of state. So good seasons for both those teams. Right, uh, Kalama is the one District 4 team still alive, and they will play St. George's at Renton Memorial Stadium on November 18th, Friday, yep. Friday night, and then the finals are Saturday at 5 o'clock at the same place. And let's see, volleyball? So much volleyball. A lot of volleyball. Josh, you were in Yakima. I'm subbing out of this. I how was, was in Yakima. How was, how was Yakima? That's Palm Springs, Washington, baby. Yeah? Did you go to do a little wine tasting? And I know. What's what's your problem, man? Too much volleyball. <laughs> uh, Mossy Rock, they got second. They did. They had a they had a pretty decent run at it. Um, they were not at a hundred percent, and it showed, especially when it came late. I mean, yeah, they swept through their first three matches. I think there. I covered so much volleyball; it all ran together. Um, there, yeah, they they swept through their first uh, three matches. The first two were very easy, despite them sort of being a half step off. And then once they got to the semifinals on Friday, um, they had a, a one close set against Mary Walker, and then they really kind of kicked into gear. And talking to um, them afterwards, it was kind of like a a notion of, yeah, at this point, teams are going to score against you. Like you're not going to win every set twenty five to five or twenty five to ten. Yeah, uh, you got to be able to like that was a good experience to sort of deal with the other team, you know, being able to score points on you. And they still pulled out a sweep and they felt really good going into the championship match where they got another t- shot at Oakville or Oaksdale. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Oaksdale was also much improved uh, as they found out. And they just 
got hammered in the first two sets. They kind of couldn't figure out what to do. They couldn't, uh, their serve receive was just completely off. They couldn't get into really any sort of offensive rhythms. I think the first set they were down seven to one, the second set they were down 10 to one early and they got it going in the third set, but it was just, it was too late. Oaksdale has some very, very, very good hitters. And it was just anytime Mossy Rock put a free ball over the net, it was coming down hard and fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, second straight year in one B finishing second place, uh, they've finished second five of the past six years at their various classifications, and the one uh, other one they finished third. So, pretty good run. Pretty good run, but they're gonna go another year looking for finally taking that last step. All right. Uh, Adna finished fifth, and Napavine was eliminated. What one game shy of the trophy round? Yes. So, Napavine was stuck in that quadrant. That was just all District Four. Mm-hmm. Um, so they lost to Tudor Lake in their first match. They came back uh, against Forks. They actually had to come back. Forks, uh, Forks looked good. I was surprised by that. Forks uh, almost took a set from Kalama. I think when they that was the sixteen-one game in the first round, and I think Kalama won that first set twenty-five to twenty something. Like it was way closer than I expected. And then Forks came back in their second round and took the first set over Napavine. Um, and talking to Monica Daly afterwards, she was like, yeah, they're way better than they were to start this year. Uh, but Napavine came back, uh, and they sort of got their feet going. They got their energy behind them in the, in that match. Um, and that got them through playing to Friday. Um, and they got one more match against Tri-Cities Prep, which was the team that, um, Adna faced in the first round and they just couldn't keep it going. They had a hard time putting like complete sets together. There were just a, a few too many times where one thing kind of snowballed into another, and they'd give up two or three points in a row. Yeah, Adna looked uh, almost as shaky uh, in their second round game. So they beat Tri Cities Prep, and then they faced Colfax. And this was the thing we were talking about the two B bracket. First of all, there was that quadrant that was just all D four, terrible, which was terrible. Uh, and then we got to the semifinals and realized and saw that the one through four seeds were all like, it was the right four seeds, but the right four teams. And they were completely out of order mm-hmm. um, because both. So the, the, the semifinals went chalk and then three beat two, three Laconor beat two Mans, uh, two Manson decisively. And then four Colfax beat one, number one Kalama pretty decisively. Yeah. And then uh, I guess LaConnor beat Colfax in the championship game, but but, uh, Manson beat Kalama in the third place game. And Colfax was probably the hottest team. Colfax and LaConnor were the hottest two teams. And that was that Colfax team was who uh, Adner ran into in the second round. And it just uh, was not particularly close. Um, That Colfax team was really good. (laughs) And they had. I forget her name, but they have a one sophomore who has to be six three, six four. Uh, That'll help. And yeah, when she rotated into the front row, it was just like, "Yep, that's three or four points right there." Um, so yeah, add, that dropped Adna to the fifth place bracket, um, where they faced Tudor Lake because of the D four crossover. They beat, got to beat Tudor Lake for the third time this season. Fourth. Oh yeah, no, they played them for the fourth they played them for the fourth time. They finished three and one against them, mm-hmm. uh, and then they got. Deep breath. Lind, Ritzville, Sprague, Washtuckna, Harrington. You're missing one, right? 
Colotus, Odessa, Moses Lake, Munchkin Land, Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they looked real bad to start. They lost the first set 29-27 in controversial fashion when... um, Somebody kicked a ball off one of the players' heads and then they kicked it back through the goal. (laughs) Oh, no, they actually, they were, they had set point. It was 20, they were up 25-24 and the Lursh coach argued something and got a yellow card, which is a thing in volleyball, I learned. I did not know that. Uh, And then they called a timeout and then they spent the timeout arguing the yellow card for a good, like, five minutes (laughs) and basically pulled the equivalent of faking an injury and just completely like iced the server. So they made the Adnus, I don't even remember who was serving, but they made her go like five minutes between serves and she promptly, as soon as they, and it was like, it was really funny watching because they all huddled up in the timeout and then the teams came back and then the Lind Ritzville captain like kind of walked over to the referee and then the refs went and huddled up and then they went back. And then the coach went and walked over to the second referee and then they all huddled and then they came back. Shenanigans. And, and like, so the, the poor Adna girl who had to serve, like got the ball thrown to her like five times and then had to give it back. And then she finally got to serve and she put it into the net. Um, Tough. So that lost them, the, or then they went and lost the set and then they got just blown out in the second set and kind of thought that was over. And then they found their spark and they ripped off three straight set wins. Uh, and they took fifth. It was the f- first time Adna's ever taken trophies in back-to-back years because they got eighth uh, last year, mm-hmm. and they got fifth this year. So they are in a period of great success. All right, great. And that was talking volleyball. Oh, with Black Josh Hills, and only Josh. With Josh <laughs> explaining volleyball rules and regulations. Uh, Black Hills is also going to state. Oh, yeah, yeah, the two A's. When's that? This week? That's this that week. That is this week, yeah. So going, going back, Yakima? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> Got a lot going on. <laughs> I think if there were more than one team. Yeah, WFS probably. had an outside chance. If they yeah. had made it, we probably WFS was in a winner to state game against Mark Morris and got swept in competitive sets, but got swept. Um, Tumwater and Black Hills played again in the winner to state game. They did the same thing last year, but Tumwater won. So yeah, this time Black Hills um, won. Kind of cool that Black Hills flipped it on them a little bit there. It's the first time they're going back to state since 2017, I think. And, that that match wasn't close. I was surprised by that. Tom yeah, Water they won. dominated. I was surprised too. They got the 16 seed, which is a bit surprising to me. Yeah. Um, and guess who number 16 Black Hills gets to play? Number one. Linden. Yes. <laughs> kind of Where funny. have I seen this before? Oh, that's just rude. Uh, but anyway, so, and then uh, another thing to mention is Centralia got knocked out in the pigtail match against R.A. Long um, at home. They lost that. I think that was in four sets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the little two A volleyball. Two A. Yeah. Linden at one's an interesting thing. That was uh, Columbia Rivers, the defending state champs. They just ran through this entire season. I think they were undefeated. And then but Ridgefield and beat them in played, five. They played Ridgefield in the district championship and won in five very close sets. Those teams are really they are so good. good. I watched the beginning of the WF West Ridgefield game and like. WF West just had their eyes like wide open at every hit. They they were just like astounded at that was how fast and on, hard the yeah. balls were coming at them. I mean they they were like shell shocked. And then fu- they like yeah. faced Hawkinson later in the day, and they're like, oh, this is kind of like more our speed. <laughs> that was the fun part. I think the best time for me on in Yakima was after the my first round. I had two eight a.m. games on Friday, and then Mossy played eleven forty five, and then I had like an hour off. 
and just in the stands and on one court, it was the two B semifinals. So in one court, it was Kalama Colfax and right behind it was LaConnor Manson. And it was just like, Oh, this is fun volleyball. Like <laughs> these are the four best teams in the state, just hammering at each other. Yeah. And also cause Colfax travels really well. And there was just this coalition of every single district four team watching Kalama. So it was just, the stands were absolutely jammed. It was a really good time. All right. Uh, Josh, how are, how are things at your house? We already talked about furniture, but, you know, is it warm? You strike me as a guy who's got the heat up a lot. Uh, not too often, but, I mean, it's good. I was back after a long time off, and it seems to still be standing there. That's good. <laughs> uh, you know, if it, if it wasn't, if your house was cold and you wanted it to be hot, or alternately, if your house was hot and you wanted it to be cold, you Global know you call? <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. They are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week at their emergency line. Should have said the roof doctor. The <laughs> Steve cut. <laughs> that crossover audience is just chuckling at that one. Uh, AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. You can call them at 360-273-3300. Your comfort is their business. They offer full service HVAC installation services and repair and a 100% satisfaction guarantee with everything we do, much like we offer on this very podcast. Uh, yeah, AmeriCool Heating and Cooling does great work. And if your house is either too hot or too cold, give them a call. They will fix it. And now I guess we should uh, preview the state football quarterfinals. I have prepared some, uh, some betting lines for you guys. All right, we'll and see. You can, you can we'll weigh see about these. And pick uh, whatever you want here. So in the 1Bs, Mossrock, after a bye week. A much needed bye week is facing Liberty Bell in Tonino at one o'clock Saturday. I've got Monster Rock favored by five and a half and an over under of 99.5 points. I don't think so. You're, you're taking the under. Yeah, probably. Are you taking Monster Rock in the spread? Yeah. I don't, so few of these games are like both teams are high scoring. Most of them are just like, Somebody scores a lot of points. We'll take the under then. Yeah, I'll take the under. Okay. Alec? I'm going to take the over. Good. And Mossy Rock covers. I will say that's a, I said, much needed buy from Mossy Rock talking to them, talking to Eric, their coach. Uh, here is my controversial miracle hot take of the week that will make some Ooh, people thank mad. You. Wait, wait. There's such a delay on that. Yeah. I know, I know. It's um, not perfect. My hot take that will make people here mad if I am a coach of a high school sports team, as soon as November rolls around, I am gently asking my players to start wearing masks because the amount of teams that we've had whose state runs were derailed by just everybody getting the cold or the flu mm-hmm. is way too high. Interesting. There's a lot of them. Like you look to like, a lot of coaches. About um, and Mossy Rock is the prime example. Mossy Rock's like Mossy Rock came, got their trophy their second place trophy against Oaksdale and Yakima and just walking off the court, I had to have seen like three bottles of Dayquil and ibuprofen. And they were just like, they were not in great shape. And as it happens, the football team that goes to school with them was also not in great shape and just so happened to be insanely lucky that they had a buy instead of the state championship game on Friday. Like I was talking to Eric and Eric told me straight up, he was like straight up, we would have lost if we would have had to play Friday because we had no healthy players. (laughs) Like, this is a bad time to be getting sick, people. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, for general Put in public hazmat health reasons, yeah. but also Put them in hazmat suits. Come on. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's football season. I know masks aren't fun, but like kids yeah. just quit going to school. Do what you can do your homework, eat, go eat to bed. bed. Exactly. That's it. Don't uh, talk to anyone. Yeah. But yeah, no, really, really good time for Mossy Rock to get a bye week. <laughs> All right. The winner of this game moves on to the state semifinals where they will face either Nacell or number one Odessa. Interesting. <laughs> Very. Yeah. A little eyebrow raise from mm. you there. Yeah. And this <laughs> game's fun. at, we thought this game was going to be at Centralia, which would have made things nice and easy for us. And instead it's at Tenino at the same time as every other game. Yeah. Great for us. So, all right. In the 2B bracket, Friday night at seven o'clock in Montesano, Raymond South Bend and PL Valley fight. And uh, I've got PL Valley favored by eight. PL Valley goes into the cupboard and finally gets to take his gloves out again. <laughs> exactly. And an over-under of 47. Alec, how do you feel about that line? Uh, I think that's a decent line. You going over or you going under? The, the score, What's the score, what was last? it, 47? The score last time was 28-14, so that's 42 points. I think it'll be low scoring. I would take the under, and I think I'd take Raymond South Bend to cover. I think this is a dangerous, dangerous game for PWV. I think they won soundly the time before when they were kind of rolling and they'd beaten a, a couple teams pretty badly in a row. They've played one game since they beat Raymond South Bend a yeah. month ago. So they remember them. They do. <laughs> but they also played them a month ago, and they played one game since then. It was against Adna, and they won 54-0. to But it's been a while. Since they've played football, like I was talking to, I was the one tasked with talking with Josh Fluke, and he said, uh, well, I tasked myself, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a chore. <laughs> but, uh, but he said, I mean, he, he said it sort of felt like the beginning of the season again, you know, like you, they, they had those two forfeited wins against Forks and Rainier, and then they had Adna, and then they had another bye week just due to the way the tournament was set up or the playoffs were set up. So, um, I think it's a dangerous game with Raymond South Bend kind of coming in with some momentum. It is hard. I know it's cliche, but it is hard to beat a team twice. It is especially hard to beat a rival twice. Um, that's, uh, I think we're, I would put PWV on upset watch here. I think this is going to be a really tough game for them. Uh, since these teams played on October 15th, Hill Valley won that one 28-14, like you mentioned. Raymond South Bend has lost 54-0 to Napa Vine. They have beaten Morton White Pass 48-34. They have beaten Kalama 48-42. And they have beaten Goldendale 22-7. So they've they've had a lot of a lot of things going on. They've been rolling. They've yeah. been rolling. And again, it's just like it the the teams are so familiar with each other. I mean, they they know each other so well. It I don't I think my biggest qualm with the way the 2B bracket was seeded was this matchup happening in the quarterfinals. Um, the other thing, too, is what makes it awkward is the best field that's closest to both those schools is in South Bend. Yeah. And you're damn sure PWV didn't want that game in South Bend, <laughs> so they put yeah. it in Montesano. Um, so, yeah, it's just not... This was the one thing that I think the seating committee really should have avoided. I mean, these are like crosstown rivals that are playing each other in the second round of state yeah so um they could have flipped a couple things around but you know it is what it is i think it'll make for a very very good football game all right uh i'll take pwb oh yeah what's what's your team the the over oh wait the over the 60 wait oh 47 yeah i'll take pwb in the over all right all right 
Uh, next game, Onalaska versus Okanagan in Wenatchee, noon Saturday. The over-under is a big 65 points, and Okanagan's favored by 17. I don't know why the... I don't know who set that line at 65, but that's quite that high. That is a high. That's, that's high. very high. Uh, thoughts, fellas? Definitely the under. Yeah, fair. Might have been a I, I'll one. still I'll repeat what I said last time. I love this if I'm on Alaska. Yeah, they loved it. I I'm was talking s- to Matt. They love I'm this. I'm so happy with <laughs> yeah. this matchup. Yeah. They're uh, loving this year, I think. I really think they're like they truly are actually underdogs in games, yeah. you know, yeah. or like last year, like Maz was just bullshitting on us with like, Oh, we got to go in with the under, like, no, you're not like, but also like but this when, year they like actually are well, like, yeah, like last are. year. You're, you're the, when you get your final, you get your crack at like the number two or number one team in the state. And it, after what, like three years in a row of it, either being Napavine or Kalama, it's like, Oh look, we get to play somebody new. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I know they love going to the other side of the state and playing football. So um, I'm sure they're loving this matchup. I do think that, Okanagan's a really good football team. Yeah. Um, People I, have been saying that. I'm it's, not sure. It, it's if, really going to be a matter of when it. it's first, can Os- on Alaska get those 80-yard drives? Yeah. And second, can they finish with the 81st yard? <laughs> yeah. And put it in because they can't afford to have. They're only going to probably get three or four good drives against a team like Okanagan, and you have to score on all of them. Okanagan has not played a close game this year. Very vine like yes. Yeah, they uh, they beat Chihuila 34-7. That was their closest game. Powerhouse Chihuila. Hey, number four seed Chihuila. Number four seed Put Chihuila. Put some respect on their name. All right, moving on to the next game. Uh, Toledo versus Chihuila in Moses Lake. Back in Moses Lake. Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, nice home game for Chihuila, hosting this in Moses Lake, what, two and a half hours away from... It's the, it's the second straight year that Toledo's <laughs> gone to Moses Lake, too. I asked Mike Christensen, I was like, you're practically a local, what do you do in Moses Lake? And he was like, uh, play football, I guess. <laughs> uh, this is three o'clock on Saturday. The over-under is 44 and a half points, and Chihuila favored by three and a half. How do you guys feel? I'll take Toledo to cover and win, and I'll take the over. I think, I think Toledo's going to win convincingly. Yeah, yeah, but I think they'll take their time to score. So I think Toledo, I think they will, but Toledo I think they'll the pull under. away and they'll put on points. Yeah, Toledo. What would like twenty-seven to ten be? That would be under. I'd take the under. All right. They're worried. Apparently, yeah. Chihuila spreads it out a lot, um, so that's kind of the thing you have to worry about. Uh, lots of angles, lots of tackling in space. Yeah. All right, and our final 2B game we are concerned with, Napavine versus Liberty, Saturday, 1 o'clock in you know who plays, uh You know who Liberty's quarterback is? Uh, no. Former Rainier standout. Oh, the Jeske kid? Oh, Jake interesting. Jeske. Isn't that interesting? Transfer to get playing time? like, ah, state playoffs, who do we have? Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, the over-under is 42 and a half points. Are you going to change that with knowing Jeske's over there? I am not, and I've got <laughs> Napavine favored by 27. Who makes these lines? I, you know, I, Vegas is crazy for this one. <laughs> uh, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was talking to Josh Faye, he said the the biggest challenge that they're going to face is containing Jeske. He's he's a stud. He's only gotten better since he was a standout at Rainier. So he uh, he's gotten bigger, faster. Apparently, he, his acceleration is definitely something they're monitoring. So he's kind of the head of the snake. Um and they played him before, so that'll be kind of the, the focal point of the game. I think 
I don't want to talk about the line. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I'm just I think gonna Napa Vine's going to win comfortably. I'm just going to say that this combination of line and over-under has Napa Vine finishing with, I think, 35 points. So I'm going to take the over. I, uh, I yeah, definitely the, take the, the over, <laughs> and I think Napa Vine will win convincingly. Yeah. The line was set with uh, how many touchdowns are likely before Napa Vine hits the running clock. Well, to hit the running clock, they would need to score at least 40 points. Yeah. So then 42 would be... Six times so you seven. don't think Liberty's going to score? I mean, I don't know. But Napa that would make that Napa would make the line give up a lot of touchdowns. That would Jake make Jesky though. But that would make so the line. What? You keep saying that. that Come would make, on, he was they good. Only beat Riverview twenty-eight to fourteen. Riverview, Riverview. <laughs> but also that would make the line thirty-eight, and it's twenty-seven. So you're expecting Liberty to score. Just place your bet, man. <laughs> I already did. Do some math, man. <laughs> no. Uh, moving on to the two A's, Cedro Woolley versus WF West in Centralia, one o'clock Saturday. Over under forty nine and a half points. Cedro Woolley uh, given six and a half for this one, so WF West favored by six and a half. I'll take Cedro Woolley to cover. What the hell? I think I yeah. take Cedro Woolley to cover too. I think this is going to be a really tough test for WF West. I also think it's going to be an under. What you said it at? Take under. the under. No, but what was the oh, 49 and a half? What was their last game? 29 28. Yeah. So that was yeah. that's 57 points. I'll go. I think it'll be a defensive game. Yeah, I'll take the under on that. But I think it's gonna be this this I think this is the game I'm most interested in this week. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how WF West responds after a really tough test last week. I think it's interesting to see it, seeing how they responded last week. Cause the thing that struck me is even though Dan Hill said the ways they got there weren't really the same, that what Cedro Willie did to Tumwater reminded me a lot of what WF West did to Tumwater, right? WF West blitzed them. It was 28, nothing right off the bat. Cedro Willie blitzed Tumwater. It was 37 right off the bat. And they'd never really, they ran out of time. Uh, seeing, things go wrong for WF West during a season that nothing's gone wrong for them since week two. I think it was interesting to be able to see them, you know, dig deep and find something to pull it out, which I think was honestly something they needed. Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit of that test too could be good for them, but it'll still just be, again, this, um, we're, we're used to WF West being a, a good football team, but not really top four in the state. Good. Yeah. As of yet. So this, like this is, this is the test for them. And you know. C.J. Woolley is definitely, like, the Ani of two. Like, everything we say about District 4 2Bs, District 1 2As. Right. Like, the third best. You, t- you take the third best team from that league and you send them out and shave, you know, a touchdown off whatever the line would be because they're going to play above their li- They're going to play above their seeding. I'm sure they're thrilled with, you know, going to, to Tumwater. And I don't know. Apparently, to Centralia it took, apparently it took them like two and a half hours to get to Tumwater last week. So that couldn't have been fun. So. I know, but I just mean going down and just kind of single-handedly knocking out all the district four teams, the district four <laughs> co teams, is, um, definitely probably something that they relish, but, um, this is, yeah, I think this is a really interesting game for, for WF West and, and for the coaching staff to prepare for, uh, a, a really there. I don't think they're the 10th best team or, or eighth best. I think if you were to reseed it they're they're good. Yeah. All right. That, uh, that's all of them. The all winner, of, that's the winner, it. We're the winner done. Of that game plays either North Kitsap or Anacortes in the state semifinals and WF West. If they won would, that would also be here somewhere near here. 
Wow. Imagine that. Making and the it would be semifinals and going to Centralia. Oh, well. It's better That's than how Linden. Josh Faye would have it. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, what uh, Do you guys know what you're covering? Are they all Saturday? We have Friday. Some we have one Friday. Friday game. I am going to go to Montesano uh, to cover that PWV RSB game because it's the only super local game. Josh is going to the Tumwater Soccer semifinal. Mm-hmm. In, in Shoreline, Shoreline. and then I visiting his second home up there in Seattle. Yeah, of course. I mean, you gotta <laughs> check on the cat, you know, water the plants, that kind of thing. I mean, that second home in Seattle is the only reason I get to do it because we can stay up overnight and then be back there the next day. I think maybe, maybe, yeah. The plan is because so if Tumwater Soccer, the state final is 5 p.m., the third place game is 1 p.m. So right now, tentatively, if traffic doesn't suck, I'll a Friday night, I'll do the Soccer semifinal. I'll come south to Tumwater for the Napa Vine football game at one, and then go back to Seattle for if Tumwater wins for the state final. That'll be my Friday, and and I'll probably go to. We'll be racking up the mileage. Love that mileage. You want to do a game? There's Um, three local ones. You could go to Mossy Rock in Tanina. Yeah, I'm gonna go see the menu on Saturday. Why? Because it looks awesome. Could be it watching does not Oscar. look awesome. The menu? It looks bad. It's Voldemort what? killing people at a restaurant, about? right? <laughs> yeah, it what's is. Your, what's, your, what's your big, uh, you know, winter movie coming out that you're Babylon. excited about? Well, yeah, everybody's said about Babylon. Also, is, four is, hours long. are we just yeah. calling it is the twist of the menu that people are on in the menu? Like, they cook people in that restaurant, Now, that's right? the twist of Bones and All. Yeah, but also this one. Also like, this one. Like, it's Vald- gotta be, right? Voldemort is killing Probably. people and then cooking them in the dishes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. Anyway, Anya Taylor Joy's in it. Yeah. Did you, is that why you were watching The Northman to prep for the menu? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Eggers has to have a new movie coming. Oh, he, he's doing no, no Sparatu movie. Oh, yeah. That's the most Eggers movie I can imagine. It's going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up uh, Chronicle Movie Dump there, and uh, we'll talk to you after the next round of the playoffs are concluded. Yeah.